it's hot because it's not what you expect. Right. You expect that a woman you know, maybe has some crazy sexual encounters in her 20s and then she gets married and she has a couple babies and like she just starts baking cookies and doesn't think about sex. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Ams. And I'm Kat. And we're the two hot wives. Tonight, we are talking about hot wifing. Do you think you're a hot wife? Yeah. We're the two hot wives. We are the two hot wives. But you know, it's interesting, right? We are the two hot wives. And we get a question. All the time. Every single time we get interviewed, Mm -hmm. what's it like to be a hot wife? Are you guys hot wives? And we have to explain. Hot wifing and hot wives. There's a difference. And I am shocked that almost a year into doing this. I am not shocked. You're not shocked that this is No. Do you remember when we came up with the name? And I said, well, you know, Ams, that's a thing. Like being a hot wife has a specific definition. And you were like, oh, but it's so, you know, and I love the name. So I was like, well, I like the name anyway, so I don't care. Yes. So we were in a bar talking about the idea of doing a podcast. I'm like, I'll call it Two Hot Wives. And I will admit I had zero understanding that hot wifing and hot wives has a definition. It's an established king. Well, and I will admit, I didn't know a lot about it at the time, but I right. knew it was a thing. Yeah. I knew there was a specific definition and I knew it had to do with, you know, a woman going out on her own and having sex with other men with the encouragement or, you know, excitement of her husband. But I didn't know all the ins and outs and all the different labels and all of that. So tonight we're talking about what is a hot wife? What is hot wifing? What the fuck are we? And why do we get to call ourselves hot wives? And we have done a ton of fucking research oh my gosh. for this episode, including a fantastic interview with the wonderful, thoughtful Brenna from the Front Porch Swingers. She was great. Yeah, she was fantastic. And she identifies as a hot wife. And if you listen to her podcast, you know they talk about hot wifing all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like we're going to bring some heavy, sexy knowledge to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I know like this subject has probably been talked about a lot, but there's a lot of people out there who still don't know what it is. I didn't know. Yeah. Look, I know there's a lot of guys out there and you probably found us because you're like, ooh, hot wives. Hot wives. That is my thing. I am so into that. And then you're disappointed to find out, you know, we're not talking about hot wifing all the time. And, you know, for the rest of you, maybe you don't have a fixed definition. You're like mm-hmm. me. You are blissfully ignorant <laughs> as to all of the weird wink associated you, with this term. Wait, I knew something that you didn't know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just want to highlight that right now. And I want everybody to get excited for me. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I went into it with full yeah. Ignorance. And I wouldn't change it. I love our no, name. I, I love, love it. what we stand for. But I love it. It, it is, it is a broader definition. Right. For us, mm-hmm. the term means we are two women who are in loving, committed relationships who get to play with lots of people with the enthusiastic consent of our husband. Exactly. Which is awesome. Um, but we're going to dig deeper. We're going to mm-hmm. dig a little deeper than that. But before we get started, Kat, what is this <laughs> delicious beverage that we are drinking. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So we're calling it the Femme Shoud. Femme Shoud. Wait, we're calling it the Ginger Femme Shoud. That's right. Wait, what does Femme Shoud mean? Femme Shoud is a fancy French term for hot wife. <laughs> this is a ginger hot wife like me. That's right. And and like me, this came from a bottle. <laughs> yes, it is ginger liqueur, but it has a fancy French name. It does. Domaine de Canton. Canton. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. It's I love really good. Domaine de Canton. So I mix it with some gin and lime juice mm-hmm. and honey simple syrup. Mm-hmm. It's really yummy. It's really, really good. <laughs> I love it. But we both observed it tastes like a really good spiked Ricola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. When I was describing it to you, I was like, that sounds like cough medicine. It does, but it's mm, so good. But it's good. And it's good as a shot too. I put it in a glass with some ice and topped it with some ginger beer. Yeah. Just to make it a little lighter. And with our cocktails, 
We need some hot tails. So, Ams, what's your hot tale? My hot tale for tonight is it's taken it home. It's taken it back to my roots. Mr. Ams and I have been, you know, we've been playing around with having sexual experiences where one of us is really focusing on the other person. Some of this came out of, you know, seduction and foreplay and massage, the erotic massage. And, and as you know, I got like a piddly little 15-minute <laughs> massage. I tried. I tried to teach him. I know. I know. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as I'm editing, releasing that episode, maybe he took the fucking hint. Uh, But we were we were in bed one night and kind of cuddling. And I I didn't even think we were going to have sex. Oh, no. This was the morning. We were cuddling on a Sunday morning (laughs) and we're talking. And uh, he kind of whispers in my ear, I just want to take advantage of you. I want to objectify you. I want to do all these dirty, naughty things to you. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm going to do. Are you okay with anything? Like, like, can I just do anything to you? Oh my God. (laughs) My clit like flipped. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It turned me on so much to have a guy whisper, like, I'm just going to do anything I want to, but not any guy. Your guy. It's got to be my guy. You know, you have to have that level of, of trust, comfort and trust. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Little did I know he had ordered a new toy, which kind of spurred this on. So we're going to get there. I had no idea that he this surprised was you with a new with toy. A new toy. Yes. Do I know what this toy is? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think I've told you about this toy. No. So he put some sexy music on because I, I love playing mm-hmm. to music, having sex to music. It makes such a big difference. <gasps> well, yeah. <laughs> a little cock dancing. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes. That's right. Music is awesome. Yes. It was not the hot list, <laughs> but it was something sexy and sensual. And uh, he put a blindfold on me and then he started to kind of gather up things. I didn't know what they were. So I'm sitting there blindfolded and I can hear that he's going into the playroom and he's gathering up some things, things that are metal, right? I can hear metal clinking going on in that feeling of anticipation where you have no idea what's coming, but you know, it's going to be really fucking hot. And he puts restraints on my legs, which is always a good start. <laughs> and uh, he, he says, roll over onto your stomach. And so I flip around and he takes the leg restraints and uses a spreader bar. Do you know what a spreader bar is? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, he used that one. It's sitting right over there. Ah. <laughs> but I couldn't see it at the time because I was blindfolded. Mm-hmm. So a spreader bar is exactly what it sounds like. It's about, what, two, uh, feet? two feet long? Yeah. And it's got little, like, loops, carabiners on the ends. So we were using cuffs, and he attached the cuffs to the end of the spreader bar. So my legs are about two feet apart, but there's a little give to it, right? Mm -hmm. You can bring your legs in a little bit. You can bring your legs out a little bit. And I was enjoying kind of playing around with that, you know, testing the tension of the the cuffs against my legs. <laughs> oh God, it's turning me on just talking. I know about you're it. wiggling around Ooh. like crazy. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, <laughs> I, I really do like the BDSM kink stuff. It really turns me on. And then he took my wrists and he put them into the cuffs and he just put them over my head and connected them together. So my arms are up over my head and my legs are kind of spread out and I'm on my stomach and he starts to rub and tickle and tease me from like the nape of my neck all the way down my body. And he's using massage oil. This is like, I know Mm. I gave you a fucking lousy 15 minute massage. Like, let me really show you (laughs) that I can do the business. Like, Um, so he's touching me everywhere and then he stops, he pulls away and I have no idea what's going on, but I hear like Velcro and fiddly bits. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is about to happen? He kind of lifts up my right leg and puts uh, like a strap 
around my right leg and pulls it tight and then a second one. And then I can feel like a heavy toy. And I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to get the sense it's it's pushed up against my clit and uh, he turns it on and it's my rechargeable Hitachi wand. So I have two. So I did know about the strappy thing. Oh, did you know That's about what the I strappy thought you were, thing? Yeah. How did you know about the strappy thing? Did I tell you? I thought you should. I thought, Maybe I showed you. I thought you showed me a picture of it. <laughs> it, it, it would have been after the fact because I yes. had no idea. Oh, no, it was after, was but I, I, yeah. No, you didn't tell me about it, but yeah. I got to see it. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. so I learned after the play experience, essentially what it is are two plastic rings that you attach to the rechargeable Hitachi wand. I think they actually come in different sizes depending on what kind of wand you have. And then those get attached to kind of like canvas straps that go around your leg, almost like right. a thigh gun holster, except it's on the inside of your leg. And I fucking loved it. <sighs> Because I could, you know, sometimes if somebody's using a toy on you, Mm -hmm. they're not hitting the right spot. And you're like, fuck, just move like an eighth of an inch, just a little bit to the right, and you'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. But because it was attached to my thigh, I could kind of move my legs and move my hips to get it in the right spot. But... I'm wiggling around obscenely to get it in the right spot. Which because must, you have a leg spreader on spread. too. So you can't like completely wiggle in any way you want. No. I I look like, honestly, it probably looked ridiculous, but it felt so hot. Like, oh my gosh, for me to get myself not off, but like get this mm-hmm. touching me in the right space. I'm like wiggling my hips around and wiggling my legs around. And I bet that looks really <laughs> fucking hot. And it there was a, not humiliation, but there was like a certain amount of like helplessness and like, uh-huh. oh my God, if I can just move a little bit more, I'll get it right where I want it to be. And that was really doing it for me, like in terms of the mind fuck mm-hmm. of it. Like I have some control, but I have very little control over what was happening. Wow. So, you know, he's touching me and I'm trying to get the toy in the right space. And then he puts in a butt plug. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) And that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of going straight to the butt plug. I like, you know, a little bit of like digital play first to get things going. But it was, you know, he was using a lot of lube and kind of taking his time. You were kind of already excited. And I was already pretty turned on. I still think with it with the anus, like it requires some physical stimulation to really like get ready for that. But you know, I, it was working. It worked. Okay. It got (laughs) it. You know, it did the job. And then he started using half a glass dildo. And I have to say my one criticism, Mr. Ams, that was a lot of really hard stuff. And I told him this, right? Like the, it was the stainless steel blood plug and it was a glass and a dildo and the wand. That's like a lot of really hard, hard, not, Mm -hmm forgiving kind of stuff. So I am going to go over to the casual toy site and order a silicone butt plug so that it's just a little bit I was bit wondering softer. which of the three we were well, going to yeah, change yeah. out for something I actually, softer. I really like the glass dildo. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of slick feeling. I like it. Yeah. I like the weight of it. I like that it gets cold and then it gets warmer. Like it does uh-huh. it for me. I'm a big fan. But with the stainless steel, I wasn't as big a fan. So I just think something that was a little bit softer would have been better. But when I came and he was doing all of this and I came, it was like, I can't control it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have control of the toy. You know, sometimes when you're orgasming, you remove that stimulation and let the orgasm kind of roll. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't really move it out of the way. I'm trying to kind of move my hips to release some of that tension, but I've got so much going on and I really couldn't move it out of the way. So it was like, where you're almost forced into these multiple orgasms over and over again. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And I was blown away by the experience. And then when it was done, I was like, you have to get all of this off of me. Uh, Now. Right now. (laughs) So he kind of, he took everything away and did like really nice aftercare. He was cuddling me afterwards. He filled up my cup of coffee. I'm waking, it was like Sunday morning, right? So you're sitting in bed and he's cuddling me and I'm drinking a cup of coffee and my mind is absolutely blown by this experience. How did you even function the whole rest of the day? Coffee. (laughs) Coffee. How do I function every day? (laughs) But it 
really turned me on. And you know, when I'm thinking about hot tails, like what's the hottest thing that I've done in the last couple of weeks? And I have to say, there's nothing better than coming home. Like yeah. I have had amazing sex with a lot of great partners mm-hmm. who I like and respect. And but really nothing beats the level of connection that you have with your primary partner and the places that he or she, you know, can take you. Yeah, I totally get that. I can let go with Mr. Cat, like with no one else. Yeah. The, the same. You always hold a little bit of yourself back, sure. I think, with with a different partner. And so I did not hold anything back. I completely let go. I had like the most ridiculous O face going oh. on, but it was awesome. That's it awesome. Awesome. And then we just sat in bed and drank coffee and cuddled, and it was great. <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> We need to play with our toys more. You know, you forget about things until you get a new toy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ooh, let's like combine it with all these other toys that we can play with. And it was overwhelming <sighs> sensation. Amazing results. Yeah. That's so awesome. I highly recommend the toy. I will put it in the show notes. I don't think we ordered it from Casual Toys, but I'm going to go see if they have the same toy uh, available because it was good. I highly recommend awesome. it if you're into restraints and power play. Okay. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk all about hot wifing. And we're back. Kat, why the fuck are we talking about Hot wifing. Aren't we talking about hot wifing all the time? Isn't that what we're all about? Funny, but it's not. Right. It's not. <laughs> it's not. We are not your typical or, you know, your old fashioned <laughs> definition of hot wife. And I think there's hot wifing, mm-hmm. which has a very, maybe very specific definition. definition. If you wanted to put a label on what you and I do, it's probably swinging. Right, right, right. Or lifestyle. We're in open marriages. Most of our play involves our husband or it involves, you know, swapping It's partners. pretty equal. Yeah. The husbands yeah. are doing the same things that we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's all inclusive. Yeah. And separate play is a part of our play, but it's a relatively small part. Well, and usually the husbands are playing too. So right. it's still not the same as hot wifing. Right. Right. So what's a hot wife first? How would you define a hot wife? Oh, well, I think of a hot wife as a woman who is allowed to have sex with other partners. Right. And for me, that has to come with the consent and enthusiasm of my husband. It sure does. Because otherwise, that's just an affair. That's right. <laughs> consent is key. Consent right. to every kink that we're talking about, every There's play consent. that we talk about, consent is foundational. Mm-hmm. And if you do not have the consent of your partner, then it's just non-monogamy or affairs or, you know, whatever. That is not- That's the, not what we're about. That's not what we're about. That's not what hot wifing is about either. And what is your definition of a hot wife? So I would say it's the same, right? It's a woman okay. in an open marriage. It's a woman who's, I hate to use the word permitted, but, you know, when you get married, you make vows. Right. And whatever those vows are, are between you and your husband, your partner. Right. And there's nothing sexist about that because he permits me and I permit him. Yeah. That's We've right. made an agreement. That's right. Yeah. So it is It is a woman who's in a long-term committed relationship who has multiple play partners with the consent, enthusiastic consent, hopefully, of her partner, of right. her spouse. But hot wifing is the verb. The verb. <laughs> Not to get all like grammar Nazi, right? But we're talking about nouns. Now we're talking about verbs, the actions. Right. How would you describe the hot wifing kink? There are a lot of opinions about this, yes. actually. In our research, we found all kinds of different labels and different ideas of what hot wifing is. Mm-hmm. Hot wifing specifically, I think of as the husband is involved. He's vetting. He's somewhat choosing He's encouraging. He's excited. He gets off on it, Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. the woman having sex with other partners. Whether he's there or not, I think is a choice. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes they prefer to be there. Sometimes they want to hear about it later. But I think it's somewhat variable depending on the relationship. I think every couple makes their own 
rules, Mm -hmm. but I do think that there's an element of the husband is excited. It turns him on. He wants to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. It's a mutual kink. Yes. It's not just about her pleasure. Right. It's not just about his pleasure. And we're going to get into that a little bit. And I'm just going to say for you, Mm -hmm. for our audience, I have a shit ton of baggage when it comes to this particular kink. And it gets triggered all the time because right. we have this podcast and we titled it what we did. And people ask us all the time all about the time. Hot, hot wifing. And I, you know, when it gets into this idea of a husband sharing his wife and getting to control the whole situation and it's all very performative for her, that that's one definition. It can be. And if that works for you and your partner, and you enjoy that kind of power play, that's cool. Mm -hmm. For me, it brings up all sorts of negative baggage. So much so that I like literally shut down when it comes to people describing it. So I may let you do (laughs) a lot of the description, (laughs) but let's talk a little bit about some of the things hot wifing is not, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions Mm -hmm. around hot wifing versus some other forms of kink. All good, all legitimate, but just different. So when I first heard the term, I also heard it in conjunction with a cuck or a cuckold. Cuckolding. And what I've come to realize is that they're not the same thing at all. So what is cuckolding? So cuckolding involves a cuckoldress, which is the woman, and her cuck, which is her husband. And I think of this a little bit like the sub-dom relationship, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He is completely consenting to all the things that are happening, but she is in control. She chooses the men she wants to be with. She does what she wants. She doesn't care what her husband thinks of it. He is in his place Mm -hmm. that he has decided to be in, but she is in control of that situation. There is a certain level of humiliation that goes along with it. But it's all predetermined. I mean, it's sort of all pre-agreed to, right? He's, he has said that this is, this is good with him. He actually is excited by it. He loves it. It's all part of the whole dynamic. And that's where the term bull comes in because the bull is the male who comes into that relationship. And the stereotype is that he is everything that the husband is not. Right. Super masculine. He can satisfy her the way that her husband cannot. Yeah. And that's the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's different than hot wife. So just to get a little bit right into cuckoldry, mm-hmm. I think the key difference is, like you say, that power dynamic where the woman has control. He's ceded control. Mm-hmm. He lets her determine who she's going to be with. She controls the situation. He's usually not allowed to participate sexually but often is there to witness it. To watch, yeah. Humiliation might be a part of it, or he might just be like, you sit in a corner and you watch. Sometimes there's a certain amount of play around like penis size and Mm -hmm. playing up that he has a small penis and that the bull has a large penis. So it's a very different kink because there's a ton of power play involved. Right. And to your point, hot wifing, It either doesn't have that power dynamic at all. Or the power dynamic is flipped. Right. Where the husband gets to control. Right. Where. Go ahead. And that's just dependent on the couple. If the husband wants to be super involved, he's going to look for the guy, right? He's going to look for the single guy. He's going to do all the vetting. He's going to decide who's okay and who's not okay. And then she's going to go out and, you know, have sex with different men and come back and tell him all about it. And in some of those cases, the man wants video or he wants, he wants pictures and he wants, he wants the whole story. Yeah. But I think that that is dependent on what the couple agrees to. Yeah. Between the two of them. I don't know that I see it as super one-sided where he has all All the control. control. No, I think either it's a partnership Mm -hmm. or for some people playing up. We interviewed her, Brenna talked about royal privilege and this Mm -hmm. idea that for Brian, you know, having the authority to bestow her (laughs) her, her favors on Mm -hmm. someone else really turns him on. So I think there can be that power play or it can be more of a partnership between husband and wife. Other things that hot wifing is not, probably swinging. You know, swinging is typically two couples 
who swap partners and maybe they're in the same room, maybe they're in separate rooms, but if you're playing at the same time, more or less, mm-hmm. that's probably not a hot wifing situation. I think it sort of comes from swinging or at least they're intertwined in some way. Not all swingers do hot wifing, not all hot wives or hot wifing involves swinging, mm-hmm. but definitely the two come together quite a bit, I, I think. Yeah, you can swing and you can also do hot wifing. And you can do both. You do both, but I just don't think you can do both at the same time. Not at the same time. I think they're two different ca- – well, I don't uh, – Well, yeah, you can't do both at the same time. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work. That is a ton of work. <laughs> You can't be separate and together. No, that's right. That's yeah. that's my point. Your husband can't be observant or at home and also, and also participating. Right, 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 One right. One or the other. So if you're hot wifing, it's, he's not involved in the play directly. Right. He's indirectly involved, potentially, but he's not directly involved. But theoretically, you can have a hot wifing experience on Friday and then have a swinging experience on Saturday. Like, I think you could even have a hot wifing experience at... 9 p.m. on Saturday, and then go on to have a swinging experience at 11.30 p.m. on Saturday. Like Ams, could- you're so open-minded. <laughs> Damn. That's yes. Like, you know what? Never mind. Theoretically, you could totally do that. No, no, you could totally do that. You could totally yes. do that. Yes, yeah. you could. If you had the energy. That's right. Red Bull and... <laughs> vodka. Red Bull Lots and of vodka. vodka. There you go. I think the other thing that hot wifing is not is a hall pass. Right. Which is a situation where one partner has free reign, carte blanche, you know, just permission. It's more like complete freedom. To go do something independent. Their partner is not involved in the process, doesn't want to know about the process. There's no expectation of videos or pictures or the story. Yeah. The person who's at home is not getting a bunch of sexual gratification out of the experience or consenting, but they're like, eh, I don't really want to know anything about it. Right. So I, I think that probably is different from uh, it's like absolutely the true hot-wifing kink. It's absolutely different. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that leave us with? It's a situation where a woman, right, we're talking about women, but it could be you could have a dynamic where a husband – Goes off and has an experience. No. It's not a hot wife. Well, what would it be? I don't know. I don't think we have a name for that. <laughs> it's not a good name. Well, you know why? Because our husbands have sex with other women. We are happy and we love seeing them excited, but I don't know that there's- It doesn't get it my doesn't, rocks off. It doesn't turn me on. No. I mean- it, It's more it, of a hall pass. I'm so excited to see him just happy and having fun, but to hear the stories about it, oh, it's awesome. Yay. Yeah. You had fun, but it doesn't really turn me doesn't on. doesn't turn me on. There's a high level of compersion, mm-hmm. right? I want to know that he's having a good time, that he's getting to experience something new and novel. And But yeah, I don't want him to whisper all the sordid little details in my ear. I don't and I'm sure, I'm sure there are some women out there who, yeah. who do get really excited by hearing about their husband's yeah. fun in detail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they're... It's a thing. I don't think that there's a name for it. Yeah. The the closest I've heard to a definition is a cuck queen, a Hmm. woman who is sexually aroused by the idea of her husband with other men. And with other men? Uh, Well, no, other women. (laughs) But maybe other men. Maybe. It's all good. You do you, girl. That's right. Don't yuck someone else's yum. That's right. That's right. I mean, clearly the hot wife. Is a thing. It's a big thing. Fantasy is a lot more prevalent Mm -hmm. than the reverse of a husband going out and having a bunch of sexual encounters with the consent and like sexual gratification of his wife. I think probably culturally, right? We assume all dudes are horn dogs. So it's like nothing hot and different and countercultural about the idea of a guy wanting to bang a bunch of girls. But the idea of a woman who's really, you know, high libido, sexually empowered and wants to go out and fuck a bunch of guys, it's hot because (laughs) it's not what you expect. You expect that a woman, you know, maybe has some crazy sexual encounters in her 20s and then she gets married and she has a couple babies and like she just starts baking cookies and doesn't think about sex. Well, and I think that that's part of the hotness of it, right? Because exactly. I'm, I'm baking cookies and I'm, you know, I'm going to the PTA by day and then I'm out there, you know, fucking all the dudes. Do you maybe have night. a 
Sibian in the back of your car <laughs> next to the soccer balls? I have been known to carry around a Sibian in the back of my car. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I had to give that back. I know you did. I know you did. It made me very sad. <laughs> I was planning to practice a little bit, but anyway, the hotness of it is that it's a surprise. It's a little different, you know? I think that my husband likes the idea that I'm this cute little thing that no one would ever guess, you know, that I might be a little naughty. Mm-hmm. I think he likes that it's a little bit of a secret. Mm. I think that the hot wife thing is maybe a little bit of a secret. So you think an important component of it is that it's a little bit like Ooh. straight laced soccer mm-hmm. mom by day, crazy sex goddess by night. Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's probably not the case for everyone. Sure. Definitely the kink involves a woman who's having sex with multiple partners mm-hmm. with her husband's consent. The man's role in the kink varies a lot. Right. There needs to be some level of sexual interest and sexual gratification. The idea of it, participating in the preparation, participating in the vetting, the choosing, the aftermath. It's not just a woman going out and having sex. Right, because we decided that's a hall pass. Right, right. So it has to be a shared experience, a shared kink Mm -hmm. between a husband and a wife or long-term partners. I don't want to be too limited. You can be a hot wife if you're not married, but if you have a long-term partner, you can be, you can be a hot wife. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to be like super fucking hot either. Any woman who is sexually liberated and empowered and having sex on her own term can be a hot wife. Super fucking hot is subjective. It's absolutely subjective. So absolutely. They are super fucking hot. To their husbands and to the men who who want them and to anybody who else who, who gets excited by that. You know, what is the hottest, sexiest, most attractive thing for Confidence. anybody? Confidence and enthusiasm. Yep. So if you are confident and you are enthusiastic, you are a hot wife. But don't listen to what I have to say. Why don't we bring Brenna into the conversation? Because she has been doing this a long time. She's been talking about it a long time. And I thought she gave us some great insight into hot wifing. She did. So should we bring in Brenna? Yep. That's what she said. So we have Brenna from Front Porch Swingers with us today to talk all about hot wifing. Welcome, Brenna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Us too. It's always nice to talk to another hot wife. Right. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So what would you consider like your definition of an authentic hot wife? So, I mean, just like anything else in the lifestyle, there's a lot of kind of nuances to it, but I think the most agreed upon definition is a partnered woman who has the expressed and enthusiastic consent of her partner to explore other sexual dynamics, whatever that may be in that specific relationship. So typically speaking, this is a a married or otherwise partnered person who is having sex or engaging sexually with other men, once again, with the enthusiastic consent of her partner and his complete knowing of activities that are going on. And is that how you would define yourself? It is. Yeah. I would definitely describe myself as a hot wife. Now we've gone through a lot of different dynamics, but I keep being kind of pulled back to the world of hot wifing. I think that both for myself and for my partner, Brian, it's kind of, it's just our happy place and it's what makes the most sense for us. So yes. Yeah, when I was listening to the last couple of episodes, it seems like you are really diving back into that full board. Like that was kind of where you started. And it seems like that's that's where you are right now. Yeah. 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 Our first three interactions were with single men. And so that's kind of our roots. And even over the course of the several years now that we've been in the lifestyle, that's really been the thing that we've done the most of. Recently, we got on the road, we started full-time RVing. And so I think both of us were like, we're going to experience new things. We're going to try different types of non-monogamy. We're going to play with couples and we're going to have kind of hall pass situations for Brian. And all of that was great. And we made some amazing friends and and I think it was very enriching for us, but nothing speaks to us like the hot wifing dynamic. So we just keep, like I said, getting kind of pulled back into that world. It just, it fuels us in so many ways that we just can't 
not focus on it. So how did you and Brian get started with half wiping? Who, who brought it up first? Ah, so I brought up non-monogamy first with Brian. I wanted to see him with another woman. I have a little tiny bit of a cuck queen streak in me. Uh, where I, I love seeing him with other women. But he very quickly revealed to me after I, I mentioned that fantasy to him that one of his fantasies was seeing me with another man. And it just kind of snowballed from there. In fact, Brian's so awesome. He is the most impatient person. And he also just, he gets stuff done. He does not sit around and wait. So I think it was 10 days between when we'd had a conversation about him wanting me to be with other men and him first finding a single guy for me to engage with. So it happened very quickly. There was very little time to overthink things. And, uh, you know, we just kind of never looked back. So it all worked out very well. But Brian did find that first guy, totally hit it out of the park. He was the most attractive, and articulate, well-put-together guy you could imagine. And everything was amazing. <laughs> wow. That's amazing to hear that your first experience was so good. Yeah. How do you find play partners? How do you first meet them? What is that process like? It's changed so much over time. I think typically, I think we're a typical couple in that when we first got into this space, we had no idea what we were doing, right? Like you just, you're thirsty for experiences. You want to meet people. And so you just kind of put a bunch of stuff up against a wall and see what sticks. And we've learned a lot through time that like that just doesn't work. You have to be very kind of strategic about the places you're looking in. For example, when we first started out, we were primarily on Twitter and at that point Craigslist, which I kind of cringe Ooh. at looking back on. Wow. Uh, but you know, we weren't finding guys. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're not finding guys that were specific to the lifestyle. It was just thirsty guys who wanted to have sex. And sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't. But over time, we've really kind of narrowed in and figured out a strategy to find men that make sense for us and that really understand the lifestyle because I think that that's so important. There's a huge difference between single guys mm -hmm. and bulls or single guy lifestyle single men. So you mentioned there's a difference between a single guy and a bull. What is that difference? I think the major difference is just an understanding of the relationship, right? I think a lot of single guys expect that they are going to come in and they're going to kind of run roughshod. They have seen hot wifing, quote unquote, in their eyes in a porn once five years ago. And so they think they know what hot wifing is or you know, maybe they had one experience with a quote unquote hot wife in their past and they assume that every single dynamic is going to be the same. You know, those are guys that don't have a high level of understanding of what it means to come into a relationship because it is a relationship. Even if it's just sex, they are temporarily entering into our world and they have to be respectful of it. They have to ask questions. They have to educate themselves. And a lot of single guys don't do that, whereas bulls do. And I also lately, have been engaging with some amazing men who have years of experience in this space. And the difference for them really is this is their sexual dynamic. Like when they meet people for the purposes of having sex, it's with a hot wife. They're not going to bars and picking up single ladies. They aren't, you know, just throwing it out there on things like double list or Tinder. They are truly seeking out hot wives because that's what speaks to them. So I think it's about finding compatibility and matching up interests. So you talked about the dynamic of the relationship. You know, there's a lot of terms that they use when talking about hot wifing, like hot wife and cuckold or stag and vixen. Can you sort of explain to us what that kind of means? What is that about? I can explain to you from my perspective. I think sure. once again, there's a lot of different opinions on this. I personally feel that a hot wife and a hot wife husband are synonymous with stag and vixen. And the difference with that dynamic is that there is not a, a level of humiliation involved with that. The husband is often kind of involved in finding these guys, in vetting them. Often they're going on the first meetings. 
And it's very much kind of a, a respectful threesome, not necessarily sexual threesome, but just in terms of communication. For example, a lot of the single guys that I played with over time are friends of Brian's and they talk to him and text him just as much as they do me. And it's just this very friendly dynamic between the three of us. And although Brian absolutely loves when I go out and play with them and come back to him, it's just a different dynamic versus a cuckold relationship, which is most often female-led. Most cuckoldresses, which are the female halves of a cuckold couple, are the ones that are kind of calling the shots. They are finding, in a lot of instances, their own single guys. They are dictating what happens with said single guys. Very often, there is a certain level of humiliation that is involved in a cuckold dynamic. So, for example, small penis humiliation. If a husband feels that he has a smaller member and is attracted to the idea of his female partner going out and engaging with someone who has a larger penis, that can be very erotic to him. And that humiliation aspect is something that really pushes forward their sexual experiences. So it's just, to me, it's two different control methods or two different types of dynamics in terms of control. Like Brian is very much, he can veto anyone that I want to play with. If, if I decided I wanted to meet a guy and he got a bad vibe, I would 100% pull out of that. He calls the shots in a lot of cases and we kind of like it that way. That's great because I do think that there's that idea out there that every man who is with a hot wife or whose wife does hot wifing is like a cuckold. And I don't, I don't think that that's the case really. I just think that that's the stigma or the persona that's out there. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you're right, Brent. It's, It's two totally different forms of kink, but like for you and Brian, how much is he involved in the process, in the experience? And how much of this is about turning him on versus your pleasure? So I think we're a little bit different from a lot of kind of maybe more stereotypical hot wife couples in that Brian, in terms of play, is not involved at all. He is removed from the situations I play solo. He is very often the one that is finding the guy for me online and vetting them, which I really, really appreciate. And I think that he probably has a little bit better of a judge of character with online digital communication than I do. So he does a lot of that. We often meet guys together that first time, but then I'm playing with them completely separate from Brian. And with a lot of hot wife couples, it's not that way. The husband's in the room. It's kind of this live action porn for him. So he wants to kind of watch his partner engage with someone else. And that's the satisfaction for him. And that's not our dynamic. So we're a little bit different in that way. But Brian's very much involved in terms of, like I said, calling the shots. And there's never anything that happens that I'm not telling Brian about. He is fully aware of everything that's going to happen. And yeah, so I mean, I guess the answer is he's very involved in the beginning and not at all in the end. And in terms of whose sexual satisfaction it's for... Both. I mean, we're perfect for each other in that way because Brian loves, quote unquote, sharing me with other people. He often talks about this idea of like the royalty perk, which comes from, you know, back in medieval times, the king would have his beautiful queen dance with other people and watch it. And there was a certain level of satisfaction in that, knowing that his queen was very sought after. Everyone thought she was beautiful. But at the end of the night, he was coming, she was coming home to him. And So that idea is very much kind of transferred to what Brian and I do. He loves the idea of me going out and being sexually satiated by other people and them sincerely enjoying me and finding me to be sexy. But then I go back to him. I take back that sexual energy to him. And he knows that I belong to him, that possessive, you know, idea. But 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 for all intents and purposes, yes. (laughs) So after you've played with your bull, is there a sort of post-play experience that you and Brian have? Do you talk with him about the experience? Do you guys have sex afterwards? Is that a part of the play? We always reconnect after I'm with someone else. So if I engage with someone else, I go home and I I take all of that sexual energy back to him. We have this explosive sex. Sometimes I will tell him during that sex, like what I have done with somebody else. Other times I save it. And that's at Brian's request because for him, it builds the anticipation. So there will be times where he won't know something detail wise for a couple of weeks weeks, even a month. And then I'll kind of spring it on him as this surprise. That's something new that has developed in our relationship. But in the beginning, it was like, 
giving him play-by-plays of what would happen the minute I got home. And it would just create this ball of sexual energy between us that would explode. And it was just so much fun. So we've done it a few different ways. I think that there's a lot of ways to kind of reconnect with your partner afterwards and none of them are wrong. We've, we've done many of them and they're all hot. So <laughs> awesome. Does he always meet the guy with you in the beginning before anything happens? Nine times out of 10, yes. There have been a few instances where I've gone out on my own. And I think that's been more in experimentation than anything else. I don't like it as much. And I don't think Brian does either. And it's mostly from a safety perspective. Mm -hmm. He wants to know that the person that he's meeting is legitimate. And, you know, he's kind of getting a second set of eyes and ears on somebody who is going to be alone and intimate with me. And, And so I think that's the biggest reason, along with the fact that I think it does kind of build up that anticipation. And, you know, he's sitting at home and kind of painting this idea in his mind of what it is I'm out doing. And if he has seen that person and seen their mannerisms and their tone of voice and all of those different things, it's easier for him to create this illustration in his head of what's going on between me and this other person. Yeah, I can see that. You know, um, in one of your recent episodes, you talked about a hot wife party, which really... I was so excited about because it sounded, I love to go to a party. So tell us more about that. And is that available everywhere? (laughs) It should be. It's not. It should be. (laughs) So here's the thing. As a hot wave couple, we often go to events. We go to a lot of events and we do them for mostly networking and meeting new friends. But it's very rare for us to actually play at events because our main source of play is playing with single guys. And not only that, but playing with single guys that we have vetted and had a connection with and have decided that we really like. So events, I would say typical stereotypical events, swinger events where you go and it's a lot of couples are not as comfortable for us. We don't tend to enjoy them quite as much for that reason. And so when we came to Florida and we saw these hot wife events being thrown, it was like, ding, ding, ding. Why have we not been looking for that the entire time? We didn't really even know that that was a thing. And we went to our first one a few weeks ago and it was so much more comfortable because everyone there knows why you're there. There is no question of how you play. You know, for example, there's a lot of couples, there's a lot of single guys. None of the single guys are questioning if the couples want to play with them because they absolutely do. And none of the couples have to wonder if the single, you know, it's just, it's so comfortable because everyone is there for the same reason. And it was amazing as a result of that. And a lot of what you saw was different dynamics, which I found so fascinating. You found some people having threesomes. You found some people where the husband was watching his partner engage with another man. And then you also found dynamics like ours where where the women were kind of splitting off from their husbands and going and engaging with these guys. So you saw a little bit of everything and it was just such a learning opportunity for me. I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that in the lifestyle. I think we'll start to see more niches kind of covered and being represented by events. That's my hope anyway, because I think when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who kind of understand you and you don't have to explain why you are a certain way or why you like certain things, you just get to relax and enjoy the atmosphere. And that was very much what happened. Hmm. So if you know anything about our podcast, you know that we try these things. (laughs) Do you, (laughs) right? So do you have any advice for someone or a couple who want to explore hot wifing? So much advice. Where do I start? I think, (laughs) I mean, The biggest thing is, especially if you're just brand new to this, you've never done it before, I think that it's very easy to find single guys who want to have sex with women, right? I could go to the grocery store right now and pick someone up and bring them back and have sex with them. That's not really the point of hot wifing. (laughs) You have to be really careful and diligent about how you're finding these people, how you're vetting them. I think you have to ask a lot of questions and don't settle. If somebody's not compatible with you, on something, you need to go your separate ways and know that something right will come along. The one that always comes to mind for me is condom usage. I'm so big on mm-hmm. condoms. There are so many single guys I've communicated with that, you know, maybe we vibe, maybe they're super attractive. But as soon as I say, do you use condoms? And they say, yeah, not really my thing. I mean, obviously we have to go our separate ways. But if I didn't ask that question and we got to a play session and he didn't want to put on a condom before having sex with me. I mean, what a waste of everyone's time and what a downer. So you just have to make sure people are compatible with you and don't get too eager for that first experience. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. 
Brenna, this was so much fun. If our listeners want to learn more about you and what you and Brian are doing, how do they find you? How do they find your podcast? And and then I also know you are hosting some events. Do you want to tell us more about that as well? Sure. So our podcast can most easily be found at frontporchswingers.com along with all of the other information on us, or we're on all of the podcasting apps at Front Porch Swingers. And as far as events, yes, we are actually ourselves going to be hosting some Hot Wife specific events, as well as kind of more high-end boutique style events in the very near future. And all of that information will also be launched on frontporchswingers.com. That's great. I'm excited. Yeah. Wait, I'm hoping that you're coming to a town near us. (laughs) We're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) For sure. Well, thank you so much, Brenna. As always, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. And we're back. That was fantastic. She's amazing. You don't necessarily realize because when you listen to their podcast, they go into all the salacious details about their sexual encounters. Which is super fucking hot. It is. It's hot. But they are both like very thoughtful, very cool people. They Mm -hmm. take this all very seriously. They are on a mission. So I I respect them both tremendously. And I just think Brenna's awesome. Mm -hmm. Have a little girl crush on her. (laughs) All right. So sexy homework. That's right. (laughs) Miss Kat, how are you going to do your sexy homework for hot wifing? So I knew this episode was coming. Mm -hmm. And you know, single guys have a little bit of a reputation. They do. uh, Unfortunately. For being a little bit flaky. Yeah. Hard to nail down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Easy to nail. Easy to nail. Hard Hard to to nail nail down. down. So Mr. Cat and I have talked a lot about this. And actually, we've been talking about this quite a long time. Mm -hmm. One, because it's just really hot to talk about. But also because we knew way long ago that we were going to tackle this. Yeah. From the beginning, I knew we were going to tackle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we get asked the question. And of course, it's an experience. So of course, we're going to talk about it. So we have been talking about it for a long time. So- Mr. Cat actually really likes the idea of me going out and having sex with other guys and coming home and telling him all about it. Mm -hmm. He does get excited by it. Yeah. And while our primary thing is ethical non-monogamy together, this idea is really hot to him, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and which makes me excited to do it because, wait a minute, let me get this straight. I get to go out and have sex with other men. And you want to hear all about it, and then you want to have sex with me too. Right. Sign me up for that. Right. So I'm excited. So we've been talking to some single guys and trying to set things up, and it takes a little time. But that's my sexy homework, to actually move forward and actually have some hot wifing experiences. And how far have you gotten in the process so far? So we have actually gone out with two single guys. Yeah. So that's where we're at. We've gone out with them once. And I don't know, you know, where we go from here. I mean, I think, I mean, where we go from here is the next date, date number two, where maybe I actually have sex with one of them. But the meeting them, we met them together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in our scenario, Mr. Cat looked online, opened our profile to single guys. Basically, when you open your profile to single guys, they all come running. It's like a deluge. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a like, wow, cool. That, I mean, it's really, it feels a little bit good. Yeah. It feels a lot good. To get all that attention. Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a good thing. Yeah. But then, you know, lots of dick pics. Mm-hmm. Guys, don't send dick pics. No. They, they will never benefit you. I'm never going to look at a profile and say, this guy is a total asshole, but look at his dick. That will never happen. It yeah. can only work for exclusionary purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't send me yep. a picture of your dick. So one of these guys we met actually at a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. And I, of course, I like meeting people that way because I can connect with them like right there. Sure. You know, yeah. trying to connect with someone that you're looking at pictures and you're reading a profile and you're talking on kick or, you know, on messaging. It's it's hard to build yeah. any kind of rapport or any kind of connection there. So actually meeting someone at a meet and greet, I'm like, yeah, he was cute. I like yeah. him. So that was that's one. 
The other one is someone that Mr. Cap found in the crazy number of, you know, profiles and messages that came our way. And he was really great. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Mm. So, yeah. So I, um, I'm really excited about a date number two. Haven't done that yet, but that's where I'm headed. Nice. And Mr. Cat and I have been talking all about it and it's fueled some really sexy. I mean, even just the anticipation of what's coming has fueled a lot of sexy talk, a lot of dirty talk. Nice. And a lot of fun just between Mr. Cat and I. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, Ams. So what is your sexy homework? So this is one that Mr. Ams and I are really, really struggling with. I know. And, you know, my last hot tail was single guy mm-hmm. fantasy experience that both of us went into thinking this is really fucking hot. But it turns out it was not so great for Mr. Ams. He thought he would really get turned on mm-hmm. by the idea of me being with someone else. And when he sees me with someone else, if we're in like a group swappy situation, it absolutely turns him on. But I don't know if it's FOMO, right? Like he's not part of the experience enough. I don't like sending pictures or videos or having to kind of interrupt the experience to loop him into the process. Plus, I really Mm -hmm. don't like the idea of pictures or videos while I'm having sex. I don't like the idea that it's out there, that it's like in the cloud. and Right. Who knows where that's going. Jeff Bezos, like the ghost of Steve Jobs can watch me get just reamed. Like I don't, I don't like it. And so I've never been one to take pictures or videos. So that's not a way that I feel comfortable including him in the Mm -hmm. process. And then afterwards, after that experience, I was so like tired and wrecked. And I kind of just, you know, I told him a little bit about it. And then I went to bed and he was really disappointed. And I get that. Like afterwards, I get that. And I want to. Did he want to hear all about it? He did. He wanted to hear all about it. And I wasn't. First, so we've talked about dirty talk. And Mm -hmm. I'm not one to. I'll share the way I share on the podcast, but I don't go into the like deep salacious details of when you're the having experience. sex. And when I'm talking about sex, I don't really want to talk about it for the purpose of getting off the person who's listening. That's mm. I, I like, oh, I don't like it. I will be really directive. I'll be complimentary. I'll be all of these things, but I don't I don't want to like whisper in his ear and then he shoved it so hard and, you know, I just, ugh. I do not say that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I want, but to, I get what you're saying. I want to be able to explore this in a way that's authentic to what right. turns me on. I feel like we're kind of stuck in this situation where what he would like to experience is the full package. Like, you know, when you go, you mean he wants you to do the hot wifing? He wants in a to, traditional way. He wants me to do all the all things. the things, or and none of it. And if he can't have all the things, then he just doesn't want to know anything about it at all. And it, you know, it comes down to I feel things in a certain way. I process things in a certain way. I like to take little baby steps mm-hmm. and know that I'm within my comfort zone and just really gently push my boundaries. So, do you think that he would be willing to sort of go along the journey with you? I mean, you guys didn't do full swap your first time out with a new couple, right? Right. So wouldn't there be the idea that there might be steps to this? Would he be open to that? I think that's where we're heading. But here's the problem. Here's what I would like to do. And I don't think I can do. I would like to have him involved in finding someone, vetting them, going out to to dinner and drinks. And then we're going to skip past the sex part ugh, and go to the after part. <laughs> Wait, did you just say, ugh? I did. Because <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get to the middle part. But at the end part, I want to play up that host experience. Where so you don't want to come back and tell him all about it? I'm willing to explore within my boundaries of that. Like I will absolutely save enough energy and mojo and all of that to come home and have amazing sex with my husband. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. I want to whisper sweet nothings into his ear. Maybe it's like, 
you know, yes, I was with someone else, but like nobody can replace you. And, you know, you're the absolute best fuck ever or whatever it is. Maybe that's the talk that's going to work for right. him. Right. That's, well, maybe, right? Like I'm willing to explore all of that. Mm-hmm. And with the actual experience, like I'm willing to explore sending him texts, maybe sending him a picture, like keeping him in formed, but I am not willing to do a video. No. I'm not willing to do a bunch of like super gratuitous pictures. He doesn't have any interest in sitting there and watching, which can be part of the kink, right? Sometimes, you know, the husband is sitting there watching, but he's like, that sounds awful. I don't want to do that. So we're trying to find Mm -hmm. the middle ground to explore this, but I'm telling him, this is what I'd like to set up. And his response is, that doesn't sound like I will do it. But it doesn't sound very fun for me. I don't think this is going to turn me on. Mm. And just thinking about me being with someone else does not turn him on. Hmm. Well, it seems like that's the element that has to be there. I mean, it seems like that has to to be part of it. Right. So we've talked about what is a baby step that is the right space to to play around Mm -hmm. with this. So we've talked about if we're going to play with a single guy, somebody that we're not familiar with. Maybe the situation is I have 30 minutes to play with this person independently. And then Mr. Ams comes and it turns into a threesome. And that, which is not really. That that sounds, that sounds fine. That could be fine. I mean, we don't have to put a label on everything and decide that everything has to fit a certain, you know, definition. Right. We can do it any way we want. Right. You know, even if it turns out this was not sexually gratifying for him, the idea of me being with someone else and the experience of me being someone else, at least he gets, you know, the, the after part at, at the end. <laughs> and so everybody, you know, ev- even if we don't sort of successfully manage mm-hmm. the kink, it, at least nobody's got hurt feelings or negative feelings at the end. Well, so and could be. we have said this lots of times. We don't fuck for the podcast. We don't. We don't. If we don't, if we don't feel right about something, then that's what we report back. Right. And that's the way it is. And I actually think this is a great idea because it lets us all know that you don't have to do everything just the way they write it in the book. That's Who decided right. on that? That's right. If the governing authority for Who a term- is the governing authority? Is Urban Fucking Dictionary? Like, let's not get too caught up in the semantics here, people. Like- <laughs> We're trying to play around with this. However, it works for Mr. Ams and I. Right. We can take this wherever we want to and whatever works for us. And that's sort of what we're doing, right? We want other women to feel like they don't have to fit into the exact definition of what this is in order to do it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something we're thinking about playing around with. The other thing that we talked about is what if I were to choose a play partner that I know and I trust, someone like Mr. Cap, probably, Mm -hmm. and play around more in that experience with trying to get Mr. Ams involved with the texts or with the pictures Mm -hmm. or maybe with FaceTime or something like that, because it's like a safer space. And if it doesn't work great, and if I feel uncomfortable, like at least I I have no problem saying to Mr. Cap, you know what, we need to just Stop this. Not you, but like none of this is working for me. And that's okay. He would completely understand. Absolutely. Whereas with some single guy I've never been with before, a ball or something. It's almost not fair. Yeah. It's just doesn't feel because they're a person. Right. Well, you know, you don't want to we we don't want to use other people either. Not unless they want me to. Not unless they want (laughs) us to. (laughs) But no, I I just exactly if we're playing around with something that is really pushing both of our boundaries, like maybe not involving a stranger in it is the first place to go. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sharing the struggle because it's it's real. real. Like we have not figured all this shit out. And I think the irony of the fact that hot wifing is the biggest <laughs> challenge that Mr. Ams and I have faced in terms of all the exploration we've done in the podcast, mm-hmm. it's like legit real I know. irony. But, you know, we're doing a lot of work. There's a lot of personal fucking growth We're learning so much. 
<laughs> and I think I think we'll it's figure something out. We'll figure something out. But this is a challenging one because I feel like even when we try something that goes completely sideways, it's still really fucking still funny. Yeah. And I'm a little worried that like this is just going to go sideways and be not funny and end up with like tears and wine. On well, we've been there too. Floor. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. So let's, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm going to cross all of my yes, fingers and toes. No, nope, legs are not crossed. Legs not are legs. open. No, legs Spread are bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're so naughty, Ams. <laughs> all right. Well, we will. We'll go do our sexy homework. And, and then we'll we let will, you know how it goes. We'll tell you how it goes. Until then. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. thing wait should i feel bad that only i have a pop guard i'm sorry is it just me is it just me i think it is (laughs) i think it's just me i don't know why okay so before we record